You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. shit do you know what today is tony it's the day we get to leave on tour yeah and damien's here it's tour My day man damien you're here hey here. Pa- pa- some- oh man we're gonna have so much cross talking during this episode it's okay we'll it's figure okay. it out <laughs> we'll figure it out so i mean we've got a super super duper high-tech setup and we basically we do the whole podcast in a split lavalier mic that we have hooked into my iPhone. So, so that this sounds is, way cooler than it is. I don't know what a lavalier mic is. I don't know what that is, but uh, that sounds way tighter. They usually have clips on them. Yeah. Cl- this is a pretty janky setup. It's like, not, it's oh, a, yeah. it sounds r- worse if you say clip on. I think if you say clip on anything, people kind of go, no. Oh. Clip on. Guy doesn't even know how to tie a tie. Clip on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clip, yeah. clip on tuners like, like uh, uh, hair clips. <laughs> uh, clip art. Yeah, yeah. Clip bad, art. Bad news. Clip Burton. <laughs> uh, so yeah, welcome to the motherfucking podcast. This is the official um, fan cast of the rock and roll band Motherfucking Ruckus from Denver, Colorado, and Chicago, Illinois, respectively. We are joined today with our very good friend, my honorary brother, and Tony's biological brother. Like they came from the same balls and everything. <laughs> uh, Damien Christian Wilburn from the Blind Staggers is here. Say hi, Damien. How's it going? Damien uh, and the Blind Staggers uh, and Ruckus are gonna getting ready to leave on tour two fucking night. Yeah, man. I'm so pumped. Two, 2 a.m. Is, is the estimated time we leave. I think we can get out of town by 2 a.m. Good. And that'll that'll get us to that'll get us to Boise at like probably two o'clock in the afternoon. And what time do we have to load in? It's uh, like a six thirty load in, something like that. I've got it written down. Cool. We can go get some potatoes. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna go over to Levi's place and swim in his pool and take naps and stuff like that. Is it the? He's got an indoor pool, doesn't he? he? Yeah, he's got a new place, man. Like oh, he upgraded. Man. All that thirteen thirty two swim trunks. I brought shorts. You, no. Dude, that's like one of the first rules of touring. Uh, you know, my bag was getting full. Always bring swim trunks. Always. Mine are packed. I, here's the deal. In most tours past, uh, I have not given a shit enough to bring swim trunks because uh, nothing's getting between me and water. So underwear all the way. Oh, okay. Like, I'm right. 100% that dude. Like, uh, I remember, in fact, when uh, Adam Zielinski joined the band and played drums for us for a while. Uh, we went to Ben and Dana's house and they had a hot tub and I was just like, Oh shit. And just immediately started taking yeah. my clothes off and Adam's sitting there looking fucking all cool and shit. And he's like, yo, that doesn't leave much to the imagination. And Shrek goes, Hey, uh, if uh, you're going to be in this band, uh, you better get used to seeing him naked. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, that's just a fact. 
What, what, what are you imagining over there, Adam? We're yeah. just getting in the hot tub together. There's nothing wrong with a bunch of grown men. Oh, sitting. he wasn't even in it. He wasn't even in the hot tub. He was outside. He was, like, kicking it. My favorite hot tub experience. Just hating from afar? <laughs> just hating from afar, yeah. He was hating from next to the pool. He just has. A, he just kind of has that running commentary going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so one of my favorite hot tub times was Tony's bachelor party. Oh man, yeah, that was great. <laughs> That's when my night got real weird. <laughs> but not the way you're probably thinking. Well, you guys know which way uh, I got weird. The walrus. Of, that was like a tiny said I looked like a walrus. <laughs> oh, what a nice around. friend! Just, just spin. Well, he. It was more. I think the action. I was actually spinning. Oh, I like, remember like you spinning. I was, yeah, like just like spinning, flopping. Really enjoy. I really love getting. I haven't I'm seen you. Nothing will get me between fucking getting wet, dude. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen you so happy <laughs> like you. And now there are other reasons for that that we won't go into. I have said many a time. Uh, if there's two things I love in this world, it's karaoke and getting wet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I tell you what, quitting <laughs> drinking has ruined two things also. It's karaoke and fucking strangers. <laughs> that seriously so. that seriously sounded like something like some gangster-ass rapper would say. There's two things I love. It's karaoke and getting wet. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I, love, I love to get wet. Smoke sherm. <laughs> And then singing fucking songs and shit up on a stage. Sherm? Yeah, that's what I you call. You like to get wet? Or you like to get wet, baby? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So we're leaving on tour. We're we're doing the podcast because we do we show up and we do the podcast every week uh, when we remember and and aren't completely exhausted. But we uh, we hey, try dude, to do. This it. is episode number twenty eight. This is episode number twenty eight of the motherfucking podcast, dude. We're already a like. We've done a quarter of a hundred episodes, like more than a quarter of a yeah. hundred episodes. If you go once a week, we almost got half a year. We oh, we have half a year. Yeah, yeah. That's dude. That's nothing to sniff at, man. <laughs> got uh, so we're we're gonna go have our last rehearsal with my brother. Yeah, and then um, and then you guys are gonna have a rehearsal while After I go. After the Bears game. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna wait for the Bears game before I'm, you even have rehearsal. I'm, I'm gonna be already. I'm already gonna hey, be there. None of that is set in stone. That shit could be it, a blowout, and not give a fuck, and just walk away. Yeah, if if it's close, I'm if pretty it's close, sure. There's 15 minutes that we're gonna be late for practice. Yeah, why not watch the end of the game? I don't hey, think man, that you can come over have I'm, a beer. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'll, I'll go over there have a beer. A little break. break. Yeah. What 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 time is the uh, duty? Just fine with me. What time is uh, is the Bears game? Six fifteen. Dude, I'm honestly just being diplomatic because I know Laura and Shrek love it so much. Like, I don't give a shit. It'll almost be over It'll by be the time. Yeah. I, I also, Nini's gonna be there to hang out, so like. That's cool. Yeah. I do want to watch the Bears game, but I mean, there's just shit to do. There's other shit that's more important. The okay, how sober is your band gonna be for band practice? Uh, I talked to Shrek about it. I said you're probably gonna be a driver tonight, so you can't drink. Like you have well, not can't drink, but like. You know, he's like, I gotta be done by nine, and, he, and he's like, Well, you can have some whiskey. And I looked at him, I was like, Whiskey doesn't wear off that quick. And he's like, You right? You just gotta eat some. Wow, you just you just established it from the get go. Yeah, I told him Parker's probably gonna be tired. That you know, I was like, Just I don't I want all of us to be available. Right. I, I didn't know what the deal was, what the plan is, so I told him just fucking. What, so what is your rule? Like, how do you guys generally handle driving when you when you go out of town? I sit and drive until I get tired. Shrek stays awake and never naps. 
and then he takes over and he drives. I he never bed. naps. He can't. He's weird. He can't sleep. Like he, he has a little bit. He has a hard very, time very riding in cars with people that are, when he's not driving. That's true. And it took him a long time for it to be me. And so me and him basically just split the driving. We both hate when he drives. We both hate when Tony drives. Oh, like man, nervous fucking Nelly, Jesus. I try to cool. I try to split yeah, up. So you, you because you're you make us nervous watching you drive. You get to then just kick it in the back with your wife and Tiny. And Tony's driving has never bothered jokes. me. Tony's driving oh. has never bothered me. I it's, so I try to set it up so that we split up the driving as evenly as possible, just so like no one gets exhausted too quick. But it usually ends up being like. Parker and I have kind of taken over the Tay role because Tay used to be it used to be Tay and Jerry were the main drivers all the time. Yeah, they drove. I, pretty I much, remember yeah. last, the last time we toured together, that was the deal. Well, yeah, they drove all the time, and now it's gotten to the point where like me and Parker tend to drive the most because we're sober, mm-hmm. and Tony drives a bit, and your ton, your driving's never bothered me. I feel like my driving is fine, but if somebody doesn't like it. And I and they would rather drive instead of I me. I will gladly, I will gladly yeah. hand those keys over. Uh, also, like legitimately, like I I like to drive and sleep, and that's my only activities in the van. Oh, dude, like, I'm I get so I like, like the jokes. I get I see we don't talk like there's not a, like I always hear about the jokes and like our jokes like flare out like we're like an hour and a half in and it's like all right fuck it you ready to put a movie on? Oh, <laughs> you guys are gonna have so much fun! I'm super excited. Oh, I also have never been to any of the places we're going. We can play all sorts of van games that we haven't played with anybody ever. Oh, oh I'm pretty excited, man. Oh man, I forgot dude, about all that, dude. So you, you've never been to any of the places so that we're going to? I've never been from the Great Lakes to the Pacific Coast along the Canadian border. So, like, all that stuff, like the Montana, the Dakotas, I've never been there. Everywhere south of there, I've been in the Pacific Northwest, or in, or in uh, the continental United States. Okay. I've been to everywhere else. That's kind of it. Then I have, like, Montana and shit to get over, but, like... So, I'm, so that, we're, I'm, not, we're not going to cross into the through. Dakotas, are we? No. But no. we will drive through Montana. We will drive through Utah. We won't drive through Montana. We won't drive through Montana? Wyoming into Utah. Oh, you know, we were going to stop in Montana on our way back from Bellingham. That's what it was. We're going to drive Utah into Idaho. That's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Wyoming into Utah into Idaho. Um, yeah, man. It. The one thing... I would say not the one thing, but probably the most important thing that has kept our band together as long as it has is the fact that we're able to like enjoy hanging out with each other. And a big part of that has been time on the road, you know, telling jokes, playing fucking stupid tour games, making up, uh, making up funny sentences with like signs that you see on the Absolutely. side of the road. That's, that's dude, my favorite. We went to Europe. That was like a whole new fucking. Oh, we level. brought it back. Cause like all the fucking signs look crazy to us, you know? <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Were, we were I can't think of a single. It was hilarious. <laughs> I can't think of one single example. I can't think of one. No, neither I, can I, but you know, it would always, they have crazy fucking names with like 20 fucking we letters. Would, we would also make, uh, like make up like what we thought the letters sounded like. Right. Right. You know, you give, but, it, you give it you give it your best shot but now you yeah, see sure. you see people doing videos and stuff like that on on uh on the internet all the time now like the little vine videos and shit like that where it's people reading you know weird words and stuff like that i see those videos and i'm like damn it we should have started oh, that damn it we've been doing that we've been Shut doing that for a hundred years man 
Um, Back in my day when it meant something, see? So, so Damien, what are you looking forward to the most about the tour? Um, for the first time in a while, the shows, like the actual shows. And I think it has a lot to do with playing with you guys. A lot of times I just like, I want to meet people and I want to go see stuff in their towns mm -hmm. and their cities. Um, I've actually talked about it with Nini and Jesse this weekend about uh, going on tour, how it's like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been there. Like, I mean, I can tell you how, like, a couple of bars there are and, like, a handful of people I think are cool. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's basically it. Right. And uh, Because all you're seeing is, is the venue. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, in recent... In recent times, we've when uh, Blind Saggers have gone on tour, we've uh, allotted ourselves a little more time mm -hmm. so that we can see things. Like on the last time we did the East Coast, we none of us had been to Washington D.C. We got to go to the Smithsonian and stuff. I pulled that drive overnight to get us there. Uh, pardon yourself. No, I, 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 I don't think I so. Did, I absolutely did because that was the night where Shrek and Laura were like really. But it just little monsters came out in, like, the worst way possible. Like, Laura almost kicked the window out. It, it was, like, a big deal. <laughs> Holy shit. I know that we're... I think it was from Baltimore, maybe. Yeah. Yo, so I, I drove until I got tired. And That's then it. you took over. Yeah. You slept after the show. I drove because I want. I we were supposed, we were supposed to. We had to. We were, we were doing it on the way to Philly. We didn't get a. We didn't get a show in Washington. We ended up just saying, "All right, fuck it. We're skipping it. We're playing Philly." But since Washington's so close, that's another thing I would love to discuss. Like Ruckus and Staggers doing an East Coast tour because everything's two hours from each other. I know everything's it's like, two hours it's from like each a other. Sixteen-hour drive to get to the East Coast, and then you're like New York. To Philly is two hours. Two, two hours to uh, Baltimore. Two hours to Washington D.C. And then you go home, right. and you've done the whole East Coast in five days. I read. I, I read once. Martin Atkins said in uh, one of his books. Yeah, sixteen-hour drive home. He, he talked about how the best place to live if you're a musician. A touring musician is Nashville, Tennessee, and not because of the scene in Nashville. But because of its because it is it is uh, centrally located to and and you have access to seventy five percent of the U S population in eight hours. Yeah. That's because of how close it is to the East Coast, right? Yes, right, exactly. But huge. every direction, I like, feel like Chicago. We should have that beat, but I guess it's because it's a little further from the East Coast. Well, I mean, we really, we have some stuff that's super close, but everything that seems close isn't. Well, like, and you, have less, was, you have less land mass to, uh, to the north of yeah, Chicago. You like, past, you're, like, you got Milwaukee, Madison, yeah. you have Detroit five hours away, that's pushing it. Uh, Indianapolis is three, St. Louis is five. Nashville is probably like eight, huh? Nashville's, Nashville's like seven. So I mean, but like, and you're not close enough to the coast. Deal. You just do it where you you take off after work on Wednesday, you get to the place you play on Thursday, and then you just boom boom cripple them out, and then you're done. I and and I agree with just that. boom boom like that, just huh? Boom, boom. And I and I hours away from each other, like the drives are not grueling. You stay in hotels with pools and just like yeah, that shit's tight. That the, the, slack but how were the shows? Tight. How were the shows for you guys out there? We've had some great ones and we've had some rough ones. I mean, we played with Michael Shan and in New York in Manhattan. That's uh, right. You at, guys at played hour, with fucking Mike. You... John Popper was there with two hookers. It was sick, dude. That's right. Hookers. You guys played. He had two like escorts. 
I remember so maybe I, they weren't, but like, did yeah, Michael remember, Shannon remember, have a band or was he yeah, just he's the in host? A, he's in a band called uh, Corporal, and we've played Michael with him Shan- multiple Oh, I times. thought he was just hosting the event. I no, didn't realize no, no. he we've was played in with a band. band in Chicago a lot. Is he cool? Yeah, like he's is his really band cool? Intense dude, he's a super. Intense well, he looks dude. like an intense. So dude. like, even when he's stoked, he's just still like very. Stoked. He's like, yeah, man, right he's on. Really, yeah, he's just very, dude. Yeah, that was awesome. One of the coolest. <laughs> one of the one of the coolest feelings. When we walked in for sound check. Uh, he stopped everything. It was like, hey, like just all like stoked to see us. We're like. Yeah, dude, that like that dude's been nominated for a ton of awards and shit. Like, that's yeah, dude. Odd. Have like, you ever seen? Nice. Uh, have you ever seen Take Shelter? I've not. Dude, check out Take Shelter. He's super intense in that movie. Oh, yeah. He's the guy boning Kim Basinger in yeah. Eight Mile. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. He. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So we have so we have the five bats, and then we have the four yeah dudes. <laughs> You know about the five bads, right? No. Like, bad, bad, like bad, 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 bad. <laughs> that shit is bad, 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 bad. <laughs> That's a fucking Parker line, dude. When we were when we were in the studio, uh, when we were in the studio, fucking working on uh, uh, Thieves of Thunder, and he was <laughs> like, he was just like, that sounds bad, 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 bad. That's exactly what you're talking about. But I think, dude, I think he bit that from fat, 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 fat. And that's Jerry, isn't it? Oh no, that was that was my joke right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I'm I'm really looking forward to touring. Okay, what we were talking about is our the only reason we've hardly gone to the East Coast is we just had kind of terrible experiences with it. You know what I mean? Like, and okay. not even terrible experiences, just like. Like, we had a lot of fun. We met a lot of really cool people. But it's just, at the time that we were going, the the internet wasn't as developed as it is now. Okay. You know, you had Book Your Own Fucking Life and MySpace, and that's really it. I totally get that. I 100% understand that. Uh, but... I like nothing's more of a bummer than having shitty shows like where people are aren't, aren't like aren't well attended and stuff. Or they're indifferent, but, and that was what we yeah. encountered a lot. But on the flip side of that, you said uh, we had a lot of fun and we met a lot of cool people. I mean, at this point, like the numbers are I don't think are ever going to be there. Like, so I just want that all right, the time. Right, right, right. I just want it to be fun and to meet cool no, people and, it, and to like enjoy the city we're in more and. Uh, you play to the people that you're you also like. a lot closer yeah. that I like you, you know, right. that, that's that, what I'm saying. Like, that's but, like, a big us thing here to go there. You guys would do the same thing. You yeah, what's the big deal? Go there and then go <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just easy. This is like, this is like your same attitude about when it comes to like, like, uh, when we get into it with the guys in the band and someone's complaining about like, well, I got to take like a whole week off of work for that. Or I got to drive clear across town. And you're like, I moved here twice. I moved here from another state. <laughs> yeah. Fucker. He called, he called me. We were talking on the phone and he's like, oh man, I got to buy plane tickets. And I was like, yeah, I just bought the t-shirts and I'm giving Be, being in a ba- band and it was like being in a band is expensive. <laughs> being in a band is expensive. And then right after that, we got, we got a really cool call. That's going to fucking like save us. And that's just, that's how it goes being in a band anyway. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, dude. It's just like, Oh man, I don't know how it's going to work. And then something comes it's through. Because, it's like, dude, thank God. It's because oh. the fates are behind you, dude. The fates are in your corner. They're like, just go do it. It's going to be just hard enough to challenge you to get better and to be stronger and to be more more serious. Fuck it's going to challenge. Hope so. Dude, yeah. no. It I doubt it. That I feel like I feel like the world of 
I feel like the world in general, that life in general, doesn't ever throw you anything you can't handle. There's nothing life can throw you that you, like, short of, like, in in the modern world, let's say. Like, we're, we're fortunate enough that we don't live in a country, you know, where people are getting their ha- heads cut off every day or something like that. You know what I mean? We don't, we, that's an exception, obviously. But we, for the most part, I feel like, troubadours have fucking have angels on their shoulders man like they have there's some sort of call it luck call it the gods of rock call it the universe whatever you want but there seems to it it seems to be that it always seems to work out one way or another right whether it's money or it's like a place to stay or or figure it out that's for sure you always end up figuring it out right I mean, I think that uh, you definitely learn some problems love solving skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For like sure. how to fix a van. Like how to fix a van. Or you just you just buy vans that aren't you know super used, and I would much rather take a car payment. Oh, we so we were gonna do that. That was like the last van we ball bought to, or the band bought together. Right. We were gonna get one with a note. That was the plan, and then we had like. Little over like a twenty one hundred dollars saved or something. We were like, cool, down payment on a van, no big deal. Found out that that was not the case. We could not, with our credit collectively, get a fucking van. So we ended up buying that rusted out ass Ford that we really you couldn't find. Man, between the three, you should talk to Jill. You should talk to crazy old Jill, man. (laughs) I mean, now I'm sure it would be a lot better. But this was also four five years ago. Right, right, right. We had that red van for quite some time until I murdered it. There, there is nothing like that. If now, okay, here's what I will say: our the way that we do it now is is we rent a van for a daily rate from a local guy who has a van and a trailer, and he volunteers at Seventh Circle, and he's he's like a rock dad dude here in town. He plays in um, Alamatha, uh, that plays Seventh Circle a bunch. Cool guy, John Caseta, right? He will rent his van for 50 bucks a day. He's got a note on it. It's in good shape. He maintains it well. And it's, it gave us like one problem with like a battery cable being unhooked once, but then he, you know, took care of that. Right. He's a very cool guy. Yeah. If you're going to have a note on a van, when I had, when I had my van between payments and insurance and gas, it was a thousand bucks a month, pretty much. If I rented John Caseta's van, I could get 20 shows a month for a thousand bucks. So if you're in a band and you're doing more than 20 shows a month, pretty much, like if you're touring full time, I would say having a note on a van is worth it. Dude. Otherwise, a rental situation or... or For sure. I mean, like, out here, like, out west, I would absolutely be in... Like, obviously, now we're renting. Uh, for the East Coast, I just bought a van. I mean, for us, that's it's small enough. And uh, it's, yeah, like a 95. It's old. And it's... But it's, like... 47,000 miles on it only. It's so tight. That's cool. I'm so excited. That's cool. Oh, that, that's right. You and Braden oh, are big fans. Yeah, I bought like the final year that they made that body style, so it's like the newest possible. Bought off some. What like, kind of van is it? It's a GMC Vandura. 
a GMC Vandura. Yeah, it even has sick. like it even has a name. Like fucking cars used to, I feel, have like much more extravagant names. More car names, like carish names, yeah. not like Acura, the Vandura, like <laughs> the yeah. Vista Cruiser. Exactly, you can literally cruise <laughs> the Vista. Yeah, I'm pumped on it, and we're gonna set it all up to like have the bed, back bench seat fold down to a bed, but it's also gonna be like a kind of set up like an RV style, so it's gonna be sideways, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have the captain chair pushed back, and there's gonna be like a coffee table. It's gonna be very, very family friendly for when me and Desi and Megan hit the road, and also very okay, band so it friendly, has dual purpose, yeah. very band friendly because it'll have a wall, so all the gear goes in the back. I'm very into having like even if we go somewhere, like the bikes go in the back. Right. I don't want them in the living space. I just I like them to be very separate. Right. No, I like that. So I'm yeah. very pumped. Yeah, I'm gonna customize it out totally, Van. Dude, I really, I really wanted to customize mine out when I had it, and it's unfortunate that it got T-boned. But the thing I really liked most about about having the van is that became like my mobile office. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can you can keep if you want all the van shit with all the band shit with you all the time yep. and just absolutely drive around and it can be as messy as you want it to be and nobody's gonna say shit to you. You know what I mean? Keep all the merch up there. You don't have to lug it back to the practice. Place. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, Aaron, we, did you see the new Blind Tigers t-shirts? I did. I saw a picture the of cactus one. They look really cool. They're super. Have you cut. seen the tour shirts? Yes. How do the tour shirts look? The tour shirts look good. They do look good. They do look good. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I mean, I thought they looked good. I was just like, I saw, I saw them on Instagram, and I was like, the print looks a little small. It has got a three X because it also got three Xs because it doesn't look, it doesn't look like that. Oh. Speaking of three X, we put aside the uh, the blind staggers cactus one. We put a three X aside because Brad's getting it down in OKC. You know what? We've never had one for him. So I feel I feel like so bad for the double X and triple X people. Because like no matter like the print is always way too small on on a big guy shirt. Dude, I don't. I, I stopped wearing shirts with print on the front because it looks funny. It's like, like all shirt and like. Yeah, I would I would go up and just ask people five like, percent hey, print. You guys got this in FA? Maybe like fat ass. You guys got them in big, <laughs> like super big. I'll take them in huge. It's cool. Maybe we should start doing versions of art that are specifically like I think twenty percent larger like, for twenty percent larger dudes. You know what I mean? I think the nice. back print works better because you can adjust it into the shoulder blades, mm-hmm. and a smaller print would look fine as long as it's adjusted correctly. Yeah, and you know you have like a small thing on the pocket; it won't look like. Next time, stamp. we'll get them next time. Actually, we did, th- we did it. We did it this time. The staggers did it this time. We nailed it. But we're ruckus, good. I mean, so, Jesus. Oh, Christ. so speaking the Jesus, Christ, Jesus H Christ Satanatron shirts. Holy shit! That's such a cool I, shirt. I wish that shirt was on the back and it had the ruckus thing here. I would wear that shirt every day of the week. That was the original plan. God and then we, oh, was it? Damn God it. damn it! That shirt would have fucking ripped. I mean, it rips. It's such a cool shirt. It's such a cool image. Tiny said the same thing. What? Tiny said he wished it had the thing here and the shirt on the back. We could still do it, right? 
So just have them put it on backwards. Just put it on backwards. Oh, dude. And then, like, you put it on, you're like, what the hell? And then you're like, man, these guys are dicks. They just made backwards shirts to fucking troll people. That's fucked up. <laughs> there was that lady at uh, the Gary Lee day. Said the same thing. She was trying to get us to somehow magically print it on the back. I told her she could just cut the uh, the collar out because I've seen yeah, ladies yeah, sure. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Would that work? I don't know, man. I was, I was just guessing. I'm sure for myself. So speaking, speaking of, speaking of merch, we were having a debate. Well, we weren't having a debate. We were talking about the, the, the debate itself. It's a really, I mean, to wrap your shirts or not to wrap your shirts. What's the, what's the best way to keep them organized and easy to get easy to see in a club in my experience? Cause we've done it both. We've done them all. Yeah. And we used to roll our shirts because I follow. I followed the roll your shirts philosophy all the way. What ends up happening is you end up with a big pile of shirts that are rolled up, and you have to like dig through and look at all the labels. When they're in folds, they you just if you keep them in order, if you put them in, if you put them in the same place over and over. Now I, you can't diligence. go in. This. It takes diligence. It takes most like a band takes like patience. Blind staggers. It takes diligence as well to actually do it every night because like right. we have a hard enough time just getting behind the fucking merch table half the time. Right. So like, I just feel our, I, merch, our merch stays very, very uh, well put together. Cause we never sell any of it. If, right. <laughs> if I ever very organized, if I'm the only, only one who's getting into the merch generally if it's a busier now this is what i will say if it's a busier show that all goes to hell yeah if we're selling a lot of stuff and it's dark and my dad's drunk and he's running merch (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna definitely see uh ours are gonna be folded yours are folded and and stacked together like fresh from the printer ours are wrapped and and tagged they have uh neon sticky notes with the size and they're rolled so you can they're rolled with a rubber band so that no glue gets on the shirts and you can see the back print so you can tell which shirt it is you just see the size i what i always thought it's just hard they, they get all lost in the bin that's the only thing is like they start getting like the you know the smalls are over here the large is over here if then you have mix up if you have the um the shirts and rolls the one thing i always wanted to figure out was like just a storage system, you know, multi this is, cubbies and this shit is like this, that. This is this. Like, you, you know, in a tub, if you could just have slits, like, wait, separated. You know who right. did that was uh, Psycho Stick. Do you remember their merch setup? Okay, Psycho they, Stick. They, I remember Psycho okay. Stick. So, Psycho Stick, um, this was at the other side, Cervantes. Is that right? Right, right. Okay, so they, they played the other side. We played with them. And Nashville Pussy. And Nashville Pussy, that's right. Yeah. But their uh, Psycho Stick setup was this... Big and green jello, right? Hell no. I've never played with green jello. You've never you've played with green jello. They've canceled both times. I'm pretty we've sure. we've played with green jello. They were sick. Green jello was so cool. Anyway, anyway you were saying. Um, but they, they rolled in this uh, this big it looked it looked like an upright panel almost. I mean it was huge. And it was on these casters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They open like they open up this big wooden, wooden door. I mean the whole front side is a piece of plywood. It flips. Flips over and then it's compartmentalized like a yep. the downside with that because I've thought of that. Huge. It's huge. It's, it's heavy huge. and it takes up so much space so, that it doesn't even. Ju- I don't even think it justifies its size. Braden, Braden, yesterday. That's debatable though. Mm-hmm. Braden, yesterday, uh, and Braden's been in the band for almost two years now, and uh, 
we haven't talked about it in so long, but it was like, he goes like, Hey man, you know, we really should figure out like a good storage system. Like, you know, something that looks, doesn't look all stupid. Just like a fucking, you know, suitcase and Christmas lights or some dumb shit that I see at the bar all the time. And I was like, I don't know, man, me and Shrek have gone round and round on this for years and, uh, never done shit about it. So I don't know if I really want to talk about it again. Right. Like we were just cracking up. I was like, yeah, yeah. Like we could come up with all the ideas in the world. Like we had this like really great case idea where it was going to be just like one of Shrek's giant fucking BC rich cases gutted, lit up, stacking on its side. Yeah, that never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just talk about it, talk about it. Braden's like, it's it's just especially especially because we always have so many merch items. You know, we're, what I and mean? we're finally getting in. Like we we have not been in like that great at having multiple merch things at a time. And now since our friends Ryan and Renee print at Fourth Shift Printing in Chicago, they do it. They're homies. They hook it up fast. They did the shirts for the tour. I almost feel like. And we've talked about this as well. And this is something that kind of our, our label in Germany straight up told us. They're like, you have too much stuff. <laughs> That's right. Really? Yeah. They're like, they're like, you should have your albums and then two shirts tops. Huh? I've they're like, they're like, to the more stuff you got there, the more people. See so it there over. is, there is evidence that more choice actually bumps people out. Oh. Like it, there's, there's, uh, like it's harder for people to make decisions and it actually like contributes to a, a variant of depression, like having serious, having, having too much choice. Like you're sitting there on, on Netflix, right? You're watching, you're just scrolling through shit over and over. Just going, what do I want to watch? I said, god. oh my God. When, but when you were a kid, it's like. Do you want to watch this, TV, you know, this video, or do you want to watch this video? Let's watch Ninja Turtles again for the 100th time. You know what I mean? I was talking about this exact thing. I was saying uh, men, like, going to therapists and things now, and it's like, dude, yeah, go talk to somebody. Like, mm. we now know that, like, that's something you should be doing and, like, yeah. talk your shit out. It's like Whereas it's before, like going to the doctor and getting yeah, your butthole checked, man. Exactly, and uh, we're, we're like trying Seriously. to get to like what's the root of what's changed and what's turned. And I was like, they told us we could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucking ruined everything. <laughs> like back in the day when it was just like you were from this neighborhood, you weren't expected to do shit but this, and you were the core of that thing. And like you, you know, were fucking maxed out if you like got the house with the kids and whatever. And now it's just like. I want to, I want to make a, like a happy living off of my art. And okay. I'm, a, I'm like almost a 40 year old man subscribing to that still. You and know what I, mean? I, and I would say, I would, I would say, I see where you're coming from for sure. I'm just saying the more options, more well, opportunities that are oppor- options there are, the harder it is to choose, the more it's going to bum you out, the less you'll actually just buckle down and go do one thing. I think, I think additionally contributing is the, the fact that. We, uh, we're told that there's like these group of people who are successful, who are winners, who are talented people, who are smart, who are attractive, who are these things and they can achieve certain things. And then we're told there's everybody else when, the reality is that you get good at stuff 
by practicing and by working really, really, really hard. And, and I think that we've been told we can do anything that we want, but we haven't been necessarily told how much practice it takes, or how, how much, much work daily it takes. work yeah. it takes, Absolutely. how much, how much grind. And that it's that idea with some of the newer, like, We'll just say gurus for the sake, you know, sake of argument. But like you have these guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and Brian Johnson and Tony Robbins and these dudes who are out there, their whole, you know, the, like one of the buzzwords right now is fucking is hashtag grinding, you know, like you got to grind and you got to hustle and you got to work. I think when we were coming up, it was a little bit. We're kind of the back end. Our parents were from the 60s and 70s, so they still had that kind of new agey parenting style that's just like, when you grow up, you can be anything that you want. And while it's it's helpful and it's valuable and it's a step in the right direction, it was incomplete, just as our parenting is going to be incomplete Absolutely. to our kids. I said the other day to some guy, I was cutting his hair, and I was like, man, you can try your hardest but they're all going to end up in therapy. You just got to hope that it's going to be lighter than the other. Well, and, and society but, has uh, evolved. Just, just hope it's, hope it's light therapy. Dude, it's just the, like getting through his week. Type the problems like, have, man, he really fucked me up what he said. It's like, yeah. Oh, you know, fuck, just don't do that. Don't be that guy. Just no, no, no. The, the, the problems have always been there. Like people have always had the pain and the problems and the insecurity and the depression and things like that. But it wasn't as acceptable to go talk to someone about it. No, for sure. And we are fortunate to be alive in a time where it is widely acceptable to to pursue self-actualization instead of just survival instead of, or to get, I mean, not even, it wasn't even just survival. It was like to get ahead and, mm -hmm. you know, own a home and have a family and this, and that's your, that's, that's what the end game was. It's like, go to, you know, you need to get a job so you can take care of your X number of kids and right. so that you can and pay your them potential is probably here because you went to this high school and right, right. you're not trying to get into some Yale or some shit. It's, it's a you're lot just, more old school. It's a lot more just like, yeah, your dad's your dad was a, a car salesman. You know, you grew up around cars. You're going to be a mechanic or a car salesman or whatever. Right, right, right. You maybe build on it a little bit, and then right. Yeah, and and, and that's changed a lot, and we're very and fortunate in that sense. And I, you know, there are some like in the corporate arena for sure. There are people who are like everybody should have a coach, and everybody should be a coach. You know what I mean? Like, so basically, everybody is just there to help each other out you know in an ideal scenario we're all walking around like there's certain people that you are going to be best at helping and there's going to be certain people who are best at helping oh, yeah. you yeah and there's going to be certain people that tony is best at helping and there's certain people that are going to be best at helping tony and on and on and on and on and on and the idea is that there's just this web of, of like branching out and everybody has their little circle of influence and you help out the people you can help out and the people next to you help out the people they can help out and it all connects. And I think, um, sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's too far out of reach, honestly. And I think the fact that, uh, therapy has, has become so mainstream is, is helpful to facilitate that. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not just going to, you know, back in the day, it was just go sit in the bar and until your kid comes and, you know, pulls on your pant leg and says, hey, mom needs you. It's right, like, right, oh. right, right, right. Which, uh, you know, hey, a lot healthier life, bro. Yeah, yeah. A lot healthier life to not be that dude. Hey, what are we, lo what are we looking at time-wise? Because I could talk all day. 
What time let's is get it? On to the news. All right, let's get on. Let's get on to the news. Okay, so okay, okay, so um, if you so if you're listening to this, Skibs will probably have it have it edited and online, maybe by no, he won't have it on by tomorrow night. It, no, so if you're, you're listening to this, the Boise show is probably already over. Yeah, it ruled by the way. It ruled. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so killer. Oh my god, you uh, remember when the people? Yeah, you know, man, great. that was crazy. Yeah. Oh, dude. You remember when you did that thing oh, on my, stage? Yeah. Oh. You know, I don't even want to say it because it was like a one-time deal and it was just like super badass. It was so good. Remember when we sang that? Yeah, that yeah. was cool. We did it together though. That was oh, awesome. tight. So, so we're in the middle of the tour right now. <laughs> Actually, we just got back from tour. Yeah, we just got back from tour. <laughs> no, we're in the we're in the middle of the tour right now. Um, our tour of the Northwest with uh, with the Blind Staggers, and uh, we don't know what the tour is like. Because we're not on it yet, but when oh, you're, you're listening to this, we'll be well. Turns I'm a liar. That, see, and now I just got all fucked up and forgot about my own lies and stepped you're in my caught own shit. Your web of lies, Aaron. That's like yourself. That's like taking a dump somewhere where you're not supposed to be taking a dump, and then stepping in your own shit and tracking it in the house. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> that is fucking elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from experience, you know. so okay. So if you if you're if you're listening to this the day it comes out, we're in the middle of our tour of the Northwest. Uh, definitely go to the website mfruckus.com to see where all we're gonna uh, we still have left to go. Uh, the ever folks might be able to listen to this. September 18th in Boise, Idaho. September 19th, Portland, Oregon at Dante. September 20th, uh, Bremerton. September 21st, Everett at Tony V's Garage. Uh, September 22nd, Seattle, Washington at Slim's Last Chance. And September 23rd in Bellingham at Bosco's. Bosco's. We really have no idea what day this is going to come out. So if those dates are not passed, we are... Oh, was that pretending that you're driving? Uh, oh, no, not driving. Sitting in the back. And let's be real. Keep yeah. your keep your I'm eye relaxed. out. Um, we are going to record some mini episodes on this yeah. tour. Uh, yeah. So stay tuned for some episodes of Van Talk. Um, episodes of Van Talk. Televised Van, Van Talk. That's wild shit, man. What? Televised Van let's, Talk. It, so, That's so for those who don't happen. know, what is Van Talk? It's the private moments you share between just your band. Like we have, we have, a, we have a rule, and both bands have this rule, and that is you. I always feel like all bands probably have yeah, this. Rule. I think all bands part. that it's, it's I think un- it's pretty unspoken too. Like it's like I think if you're unspoken. smart, I think unspoken. if you're smart and you're experienced, you True. have this rule. I mean, I've seen some babies have some meltdowns. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's so, the best. I've seen pl- <laughs> I've seen plenty of bands it. that don't obey this rule, and that is is always present a unified front. Always present a unified front and save the fucking the conversations about business for in the van. And so we always had this we always had this joke that it's like someone started talking out of school in the venue or we shouldn't even be talking about van talk. And I think we I think it's important. First rule of van talk. Yeah. First rule of van talk is you don't talk about van. Look, everybody's doing it. The second you leave the show, all these bands that we've met on the road, the second we leave, they're talking about us, too. You know what I mean? The second. No, no, no. They're, they're, They're talking about us for a second. They go, man, tonight ruled. We fucking 
slayed it. We killed it. Hey, that band from uh, fucking Denver was all right. Yeah, then we fucking did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been learning over the last few years how uh, little, like, people are really talking about you when you think that they're talking about you. People are kind of more wrapped up in their own stuff, like just like we are wrapped up in our stuff. Yeah, they're doing a thing called minding your own business. Yeah, well, and they're sitting there going, they're sitting there going, man, we were awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the best yeah, feeling. That's yeah. like why you do it. That's, yeah, the high afterwards is the point. So Van, Van Talk is a combination of cracking jokes yeah. It's it's uh, patting yourselves on the back and fucking savoring and relishing and 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 uh, recapping the night. Um, it's beating yourself up. Sometimes it's admonishing oh, yeah, yourself yeah. or beating um, up your buddy. It's beating feedback. Buddy. It's feedback session. It's uh, venting any of the fucking shit that might have happened that night. Like if you have a super stressful night, you get in the van, you start yelling at each other, or um, you know, on the worst nights, you're yelling at each other or yelling about the fucking promoter that ripped you off and. Uh, tried to pay you through PayPal and suddenly the payment's not going through and has to call PayPal and you don't end up getting it and you end up chasing hey, hey, the guy Van talk. for a hundred. Oh Van, wait, that Van is talk. fan talk. <laughs> oh. oh, most I've ever had to work for $125. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, let's uh, get back to the fucking. Yeah. So, channel, so yeah? Uh, stay tuned for that. Um, October 9th, we're at Streets of London with Most Generator, Throttle Bomb, and Smolder and Burn. That's in Denver, Colorado. Uh, you guys have some shows coming up as well, right? Yeah, right after tour, we go back to Chicago for a week, or a little less than a week. And then Tony and Laura are flying out, and we're going in the studio for three days to crank out a new record. What studio are you guys going we to? We are at Legendary Recorders uh, with Mike Corcoran from Deals Gone Bad. Uh, That's cool. He's, he's the one who's recorded our last two records. Um, He'll put a cool vibe on it. Oh, dude, he's... He's great. He did the last record. He did the last few Exile on Argyle? Yep. Dude, that's a great record. I Every time I go back and listen to it, I'm more and more surprised. I am, like, dude, I'm pissed for you that that record didn't get more attention. Because it's, dude, I listened to that record start to finish recently on the vinyl. Like, I was, you know, every once in a while when I'm doing stuff around the house, I'll put on vinyl to listen to. I don't have, right. like, a daily vinyl habit or anything. But I, well, I mean, there's some people that like, they listen to records all day long. I, yeah. I'll be honest, dude. I rarely throw a record on the turntable yeah, anymore. Yeah, my, my needle's jacked or something. I mean, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy working. I mostly listen to music in the car while I'm driving around. And even then I'm mostly I listening mostly to, listen to it at work. I'm mostly listening to like a mix that Spotify gives yeah, me. Yeah, totally. Or like my Discover Weekly or a podcast or some sort of Absolutely. fucking informational thing, right? Or book or whatever. But I sat at home and I listened to Exile on Argyle and I was like, this is better than anything I have ever put out. Get real. No, seriously. Get real. This this album, and I'm not I'm not trying to put it in a hierarchical sense. <laughs> Dude, it's it I mean, Damien, it's a terrific record. It's Thank super you. professional. It sounds really good. The songs are great. Like the extra ear candy stuff, it's mixed really well. Oh, that's my favorite. That's like I hate the studio. That's telling you, like I just I don't I love the I, studio. I don't like I don't like performing in the studio. But I love all the extra stuff in the studio. The extra stuff's super fun. Like, all the auxiliary instrumentation, I don't want to be the one playing it necessarily or anything like that. I just, like, love coming up with, like, 
what can I like? What yeah. can I put in here? Like, I love coming up with that stuff like, too. You know, and Mike's the, you just, awesome like, you, for that you, stuff. You, like, you like on that record, keys. like uh, just go like you describe an instrument and you just like, yeah. You like to get real weird with it. And go, you know, like angels tickling a harp kind of deal, but like on the keys. Dude, I feel and and, and, and I'm, I'm not. I'm like totally tr- being sincere when I say that. I know shit. you are. I'm a hundred percent sincere. Tell me, tell me what you think of this, Damien. I think I really feel like production is another instrument on the record. 100%. You know, just like, like the big picture kind of going, I want it to sound like this. I want these sounds to be present. I want, you know, I want it to kind of create this theme. I yep. want, you know, I want to get so-and-so to play on this. Like, that's, that's I feel like, like being a producer in the studio when you're working on, on your record, I, I feel like that is... Especially for someone like you who's so creative, it's like that's that's our time to shine. It's it's super rough. I wish I was just a musician and I could help them under a musician, come right. on. Not like a like a real one. Like somebody that could understand and explain what's like in listening their head. to you guys talking like about you talking about and stuff. Shit. You could be like like legitimately the other day there's a brand new song we we hadn't played yet as a band and Shrek's all wasted after a Three Kings half an hour <laughs> that's right and uh, and we're sitting there at the bar and we're listening to it back on our phone it's garbage like a garbage recording and Shrek's like no nah, that ain't them chords and Tony's like I'm pretty sure it's what E, e, e minor 7 this yeah it's like that but like with the finger lifted and I was like yeah he's nailing every single thing and I, I could never do that I could never explain to somebody no, like really good at that do this so like i'm all thank you, you. Know, man just like get on the piano and just you, be like you, you and parker both are really good at that yeah parker knows how to I, like, like you guys can speak you guys can speak musicies that's but, why musicies and that's where you get like you know it's just like some angels being tickled by some yeah. harpsichord that's where you get that shit from because i can't say play e minor seven you know what i find damien guess, that's yeah. really helpful is and I wish I knew this when we were making Thieves of Thunder, is you need a lot of reference material. Yeah. Like, what I've started doing with Brad is I will be like, I want this song to have these properties from this song. You know, like, right. going like, like when we did It's a Mess, like, I went in and I was like, listen to uh, Faith No More, Angel Dust. I was like, listen to that album and get an idea for some of the, the vocal effects and some of the like sure. different types of reverb that are in there. And, and then add, you know, stirred in a few other things like making a killing. We were like, listen to, for the first half of the song, listen to eighties Metallica, ride the lightning, kill them all. And then for the second half, when it goes all punk rock, listen to agnostic front, like, sure. uh, cause for alarm or whatever that album is called. Is that what it's called? The, which one? The, the one with eliminator on it. And, um, I'm not going to, I, I crucif- never was not crucified, fan. like old agnostic front, but like being able to isolate something that you really like from a song. Right. And use that as a template and say, and say, this is what I'm going for. I feel like on on the new record, we're going to have a lot of that. There's like, you know, it's like, man, that kind of sounds like a Tom Petty thing. It's like Tony's like, yeah, on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. You know what I mean? It's like, you said it, you said it kind of sounded like that and that's what popped in my head. So then this is where we are. Right. And so you just thought, now you go to Mike and you're like, yeah, listen to, you know. Right. Now being listen to Damn the Torpedoes and you're gonna catch the vibe. Listen to like Thin Lizzy, Damn the Torpedoes. Well, cause like, he, newsflash, know. those dudes were doing the same thing. 
when yeah. those dudes were in the studio, they were like, they were like, oh man, it kind of needs to have a Motown sounding thing here. Or kind of remember when the Beatles did this on Sergeant Pepper? We should totally. do something like that. Remember when the Doors did this? We should do that. When Halloween did this, yeah, we'll scream like that. And then before that, dude. Oh, like, <laughs> okay. So when we recorded "Used to Party," I'm super proud. I did like a twenty second scream like i held a note for that long it's like it's That's it's fun. long it's super long and it was honestly just a fuck you to tony because tony was like and this is exactly that he goes hey man just like just give us like one of those blaine screams before this before it starts you know mm-hmm. and uh, we were recording with Blaine, Matt, like a Blaine Cartwright. Yeah, screen. exactly. Yeah. And so, but that's the thing we were recording with Matt Allison, uh, over at Atlas studios. He's done like a bunch of work with like alkaline trio and Lawrence arms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Awesome studio. Great time. So we did, uh, the cassette and, uh, so Tony's like, yeah, give just like, give us one of those Blaine screams. And Matt like kind of looked at him and didn't know what he's talking about. He's like, he'll know what I t- I'm talking about. It's fine. And then I did it. And like, it didn't like, where I started didn't come off right and whatever. I was like, it's got to start here. It's the only way it's going to sound good is if it starts here. And uh, I was like, it's got to start there. And somebody said, he goes, you can't finish that. I was like, watch me. Go ahead. And I did it. Cool. I was, I was really pumped. And it was, all, it was all out of spite. It. I honestly didn't even think I would make I didn't know if I could make it the whole way but I knew Dude, I could there do have it been whole far. bands started out of spite <laughs> we should do we should do that for the commentary what just listen to this Blaine scream <laughs> yeah actually yeah we should do that for all the right. commentary all right let's let's jump in and do some commentary hold on before we do the commentary what, what are we missing news October 6 live wire for the, the bash at Skib Row with Foster Home and Ernest Menville's and and uh, the day after Thank Thanksgiving you. Uh, the 23rd is at Reggie's with SS Webb. Uh, 1123? Yeah. SS Webb's awesome, man. Hell yeah. I love that band. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's do this break and then... Uh, go yeah, let's do a quick side. break. All right, let's uh, take a quick second to give a shout out to our sponsors. First and foremost, our most venerable sponsor, sorry, venereal sponsor, <laughs> Matula Plumbing Matula! from Des Plaines, Illinois. Uh, uh, year number two is our bread and butter. Uh, what, what's the other one? He's number one at number two. Oh, he's number no. one at number I two. Know, I don't know what any of them are. Shit rolls downhill. Oh, well, yeah, I made that oh, shit up. That good. one. Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. That's good. Uh, that's a good one. What? I, I do like the your shit is our bread and butter. That's, that's just like that's, that, the plumber's been saying that for a long time. It now. makes me think of like spreading doo doo on a piece of toast. That's it's just the like, idea. Ah! It's pretty gross. It's pretty it sticks gross. in your head. Um, Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado. We're going to be getting back the rough mixes for the last studio session um, on the trip before Brad goes out of town. I've got a... Brad going out of town, by the way, is the no, reason we're not you guys recording there. I know, man. He, try, I heard him trying to talk Tony into like, well, hold on, we can, <laughs> we'll get Ethan in here, da da da. And Tony's like, yeah, we. I want to work with you. So. Yeah. I mean, Ethan, dude, Ethan's Ethan, fucking Ethan's great. really awesome, but it's 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 you Brad's Brad personality there. that I wanted. You want to hang you out want Brad with. there yeah. too. And, you know, with uh, with with us trying to bang it out in the time we're trying to do it with you guys living here and us living there, it's just it happened to be that Skibs' birthday thing popped up right after tour. We're going to be as fresh as we're going to right. We're going to be as seasoned as we're going to possibly be living in two different right. Cities. It's going to sound really speaking good. Of, speaking of sponsors, Evergroove. Uh, yeah, Ever Evergroove. Well, we just talked about you mean. Wait, 
great. We were just talking about Evergroove Studios. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Evergroove Studio. Uh, awesome. We're going up there to finish. Uh, we're going up there to. <sighs> we can't wait. Finish the like do the last two sessions here. You got to finish your session. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going up there. Back if if uh, we're going up there beginning of November. I think all good. I'm done. Yeah, I think you're, I, dude. I think you're all the way done. Um, the Nug Nation Studios. We're Beautiful. we're here in the Nug Nation Studios now. It's awesome here, isn't it great? It's awesome here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I, uh, I got to see them using the 3D printer to make like skeletons for yep. the Nug, like those little characters. And it was, dude, dude, I wait, wait till we're going. The door and like the little stages that are being built is really cool. Wait till we're fully operational in here, man. Uh, like like I, right now we're running skeletons crew yeah, this is very under construction for what yeah yeah gonna have for sure we're gonna we're gonna have a bullpen full of people and we're gonna have fuckers in there working in the workshop like crazy like is, is this a makeshift uh, this sound is a booth? makeshift sound booth right here yeah I but like uh it. but it's we're gonna have a whole hole. we're gonna have a whole sound stage in there where we're gonna uh we're gonna have a big round table set up with microphones for doing podcasts and stuff. it's gonna be really cool wait. Then, we, then we don't have to pass this mic back and forth the, the lavalier mic yeah uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal John's Studios. Have a time with this. Oh yeah, we are we are on our way there now. We're uh, gonna have two practices there. The Ruckus and the Blind Staggers are gonna rehearse there. Uh, many of our shows that you have come to and loved have uh, been due in large part to Rocket Space giving us a place to rehearse and get ready and write songs. Yeah. Um, hourly rehearsal space is fully equipped, and the people are just super great, super professional, super clean. And uh, and and pretty high quality gear too. Like they maintain it and take really good care of it. Uh, Mutiny Information Cafe and Mutiny Transmissions. This is a Mutiny Transmission. Uh, Mutiny Information Cafe, two South Broadway in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. They do records. Congratulations, Oops. Jim. Oh yeah, Jim's having a Anchor baby. Shut. Yeah. Oh, they got married. Oh, they got married. Yeah, Luke. Luke officiated it. Oh, they got married. Yeah. Oh, and they're having a baby. And they're having a baby. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, uh, guys. And of course, the forty brave souls who back us on Patreon. Oh, we should mention that our Patreon has gone month to month. Um, so starting in October, um, our patrons will be getting all sorts of cool discounts and exclusive content and, uh, VIP passes to shows and all sorts of cool shit for a monthly, um, recurrent contribution. Uh, yeah, it's going to go towards helping us with the comic and tours and the new album and any of the other shit that we're working on. So uh, much love to the 40 brave souls who back us on patreon.com slash MF ruckus. Go check it out. If uh, you want to get, join the inner circle and then see what we're up to before anyone else in the Whoa. world sees what we're up to. Even the band sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes even before <laughs> the band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why, that's why I'm a Patreon by the way. So I can see the stuff. That the, oh yeah. When it comes that's out. That's right. Um, you can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. I think it's two dollars. Is two dollars the minimum? Yeah, we'll probably make it a dollar a month. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, yourself, I'm easy. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, but there are a few people like we have a few people on there that are just like they're signed up for like a hundred bucks a month and they're just like, I don't care. I love your band. I just want to see you guys do shit. That's tight. That's yeah. amazing. It's super tight. There are people out there that well, sign just, up, go to mmfrogus.com yeah. and check out the link to Patreon. Yeah. Go to uh, patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash mfruckus. Just to split that's, it up that's like for, that's that. for john that's well but we've got one continuous track going. that's how i get to say hi to john during the podcast. oh hi john yeah a uh, big shout out to our producer oh yeah johnny skibbs gene, gene skibbins, skibbins john skibicki skibbins uh yeah so we're going to for the commentary this week we're going to listen to one of the new blind stagger songs that's uh, the, it's the one with the blind scream Okay, what song is this? Used to party. This is Used to Party. So we've been calling the tour the We Don't Party Like We Used to Party Tour. Stop saying party. Because we have, we have We Don't Party, I think and then you guys yeah. have the song Used to Party. Correct. Which is, which and, is about what? Tell us about that Also, song. we have a song called Party Friends, just to yeah. stop seriously stop saying party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Both bands cut it out. Both bands stop. You've, t- you've taken the meaning away from the word, yeah. man. Uh, used to party is uh, it's the the chorus is uh, it's about it's about a time where there was a lot of this is our Alice Cooper sounding song yeah well, that's what I came up with yeah that's true we did we did a uh, Alice Cooper tribute set oh, and yeah, I, get the, uh, I get the big boy mic look at this I I don't know if you know this but this was written for you guys wait what not the lyrics. But the music was written for you guys because oh, yes, Tony was like, hey, man, you're good at writing rock and roll songs and you don't write rock and roll songs no more. So if you ever come up with one, just give it to me so Ruckus can have it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like if I ever come up with one and I did. And uh, I also came up with the line. Uh, I remember when we used to party. Now we just do drugs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right, cool. That's gonna be a song done." And <laughs> like uh, I story. intended it being like a sad song, and it is. It's a very sad song. The lyrics are but sad. the music's party city, all one hundred percent party city. It's a toe tapper. So it's a barn burner. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Listening to the old road crew stuff, I was like, oh, holding notes is just been a thing I've done for a long time. <laughs> That's really good. And that is a total Blaine Cartwright stream. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is the catchiest chorus ever. Yes, he couldn't hold up that whole That's such a good chorus. It, it really rang true at the time. 
Well, dude, I mean, this song definitely speaks to me a lot. Like, I remember, like, the first time I did cocaine, being like, yeah, man, we're cool, we're hanging out and partying, and then working, like, when I first started cleaning my act up, working on the other side of the bar and seeing people going in and out of the bathroom stall all night, I was like, that was me, and that is fucking gross, dude. Yep. That and, like, I don't know, man, like, you see, like, the array of people now, like, everybody does cocaine. It's not that cool. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just like, oh, yeah, you do? Cool. Like, it's not good, you know. It's there. I've had some great times. I've had some terrible times. I've had lots of good times while doing cocaine, but I don't know if the cocaine was what made them good. It just... It made me be there. It, and it made me think. It made it me be there. there. I'll tell you what, half the half battle is just being at the party. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely made me think I was having a great time. Absolutely. Dude, there's this, there's this, uh, like, the bio- the neurological effect that cocaine has on your brain is it just creates a loop that chemically turns you into a narcissist. That's it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just people standing around in the kitchen just going, God, we're great. I'm great. Oh, are you great? Oh, yeah. I'm great. Great, great, great. You want to hear my life story three or four times? Just solve all the world's problems, bro. Oh, yeah. Every night. Every night. Solving the world's problems. Anyway, you wrote a great song about it. Well, thank you. That's the Blind Staggers used to party. Um, it's right now. It's just on a on a casingle, right? A single and Spotify. It's yeah, on YouTube. So, it's on iTunes. It's on, I mean, it's everywhere digital. We yeah, just it's fully did, digital, but it's going to be on the new record. Right? It is going to be on the new record because it is actually like a '90s casingle. It's in like the wrapper, just the cardboard case. Well, we got cut off at the end there, which means that we have used like 45 minutes of, uh, of recording time. Non-stop jibber-jabber. Yeah. Just, just yakking. Well, man, how often do we get to just hang out and shoot the... Well, we're about to get a whole lot I'm, of it. I'm really excited. Tony, Tony has said at least twice since I've been here, uh, we'll be discussing something like whether it's band-related, life-related, whatever. Uh, and Tony's like... Man, you and Aaron got a lot to talk about. And I was like, yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Dude, we've just scratched the surface, man. Like, be sure to stay tuned. Thanks for listening, first of all. Thank you very, very much for listening. I know it's it's only about a, a few dozen of you who listen to the show. I listen show, to this shit every week. Dude, I am so glad to hear that. I listen to it all the time. And there, you know who else listens to it every week is Andy Santarusa. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to see him in Boise. He was, dude, and, and there's a few of the people who listen to this that listen every week. And I think that is fucking badass. I would much Thank rather. so much, man. I would much rather have a handful of cool people who listen to this every week than, than a bunch of half-ass Fairweather fans like the goddamn Denver Broncos. Dude, I listen to this. I listen to this so often that when you guys first started it, uh, and this is just such a testament to our family, I, I texted Tony. I was like, yo, the podcast is awesome. And then I just set in with some notes. <laughs> <laughs> you set in notes. Hey, we listened to them. 100%. I mean, but I'm just like, that. that's us. Uh, with the notes, I can't remember. I think I said you should have people on and Duh. skits. 
all the skits. Yeah, I love the Byron. Man, Byron talk is Byron some and Randy. Of, like so Byron and Randy is like we haven't had him on the show in a bit. There's there's a couple of so like everybody like not everybody in my family does characters, but the, like my mom on Snapchat and Tony doing Byron are two things that my family will make me laugh. Like <laughs> your mom time. on Snapchat. Oh, she's my favorite thing on the internet. You should see hands it. down. It's fucking great. You still see him? No. That's, they, that's the whole point of Snapchat. Oh, fuck. It was what was originally meant for dick pics and boobs is now just my mom sending me pictures of her trying to look literally as messed up as possible with like the big wide <laughs> mouth and like a cute voice and her just being a great mom. And uh, oh, that's, my God. I've honestly been uh, communicating with her through Snapchat since I've been here. Man, I, I almost want to get year old on guy sna- doing that. I almost want to get on Snapchat just to see your mom weird out. So she doesn't do it as like a story she only sends me personal messages so like like that's kind of like she'll just be like bored on a saturday and she'll just be like so i was thinking you should come over for dinner and you should hang out and uh but she'll do it in a weird voice but it's got a voice changer on the snapchat she's got filters on her face and (laughs) you know she's (laughs) she like curses me out in spanish it's it's great that's pretty good. It's it's awesome. Well, uh, you guys are going to be hearing a whole bunch of extra bonus stuff. Uh, some of them will probably be Patreon episodes. Uh, some of them will release to the public. But uh, yeah, man, we're gonna you're gonna see a bunch of good stuff. Make sure to uh, to follow the tour on Facebook, either the Blind Staggers, which is Facebook.com/slash the Blind Staggers, right? I believe so. And, and Instagram and is uh, we use that a ton too. At Blind Staggers. At Blind Staggers. Um, and then MF Ruckus is facebook.com slash MF Ruckus band. Uh, we're on Twitter at MF Ruckus the band, but we barely ever use Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter too. And I can't, I think we're also Dude. at blind staggers, but that's really for when I have a joke, I don't want anybody to step on. Uh, that's when I put it there. Twitter's like, fuck that. Like Twitter's I don't a fucking a pit, man. Twitter's awful. It's, it's, uh, I don't have the, um, the, the, the tension span for it. I don't have the att- well. I don't, and I don't have. I'm the down to pictures. To I'm down to pictures. Like yep. I'm just down to Instagram. I barely touch our Facebook. I, I never look at my personal Facebook. Right. If it wasn't for the band, I legitimately wouldn't have it. Right. Uh, yeah. If it wasn't for the band, I would get rid of mine too. It, like in a heartbeat, man. I go on there and I'm just like, I don't want these fucking news stories. I don't want any of the shit that they're showing me. It's I bad go for your on brain. Instagram and I'm just like, cool van, man. Oh, that band played here. Cool. Yeah. Like my friend's baby fucking was eating something tight whatever that's way cooler than like any news reel coming through down the pipe i just what you got though is you've got people uh screen screen shooting their uh their facebook statuses and putting them on instagram and it's like motherfucker come on man come on unfortunately the as a band, it sucks that you can't put links in your Yeah, in that thing. does suck. But also, tight as hell that you can't put links in there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because then everybody would just be blowing that crap up the same way Facebook is. And right. I like my simple time in the morning when I wake up, go to the bathroom, go through Instagram real quick. And, and we're, we're also on Instagram. I went on there because my nephew was just born, and I just wanted to see the pictures. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just wanted to be on there and kind of keep in touch with the family back home and see my nephew grow up. Because I'm not going to be there, you know? Now there's an Instagram. 
Instagram and there's a Snapchat and there's a Twitter and all this stuff. You got the damn president using the damn social medias these days. Man, and I can't and figure the one out. All I wanted to do was go on there and see pictures of my nephew, and then and then I had one opinion about a, a run-in <laughs> that I got. And my bar gets so, shut down. I don't understand how it works. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I got the local paper showing up at my bar. They're wanting to shut the place down. There's all these people with signs picketing around. I'm like, man. All I did was put on the internet what I've been saying for years, y'all. <laughs> all I did, all I did was type out what I say privately to my friends all the time, and suddenly it's a big fucking deal. Yep. I thought everybody thought like I do. Uh, we are also on Instagram at. <laughs> MF Ruckus, way, bro. Brother, by the way, killing it. Those whoever took all those pictures at your last show, and you've been posting them all like week for the past week. Yeah, yeah. those pictures are great. Yeah, they turn. They're well, cool. dude, and I still have a ton of them from that weekend, like from two other photographers that I'm going to be posting and shit like that. Like, like that's the way to do it. Like, what I used to do is I'd get an album from someone, and I'd be like, oh, I'll just share the album. Just blow your load immediately. Yeah, it's now. Like, no, space, space it, it out. out. Space it so out. So that you stay in peace. People's minds. Yes. I just oh, keep okay. using ones from like our Tiger Army show in like October. There great. you go. <laughs> We're going to close out with a, a song. Um, our buddy from Moto Geist, Mikey High Life, uh, who is was also in All Bets on Death, who actually wrote, along with his buddy Zach, All My Heroes Are in Hell. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, who Blind Staggers and Ruckus both cover. We're so excited to see those guys. And we will cover. Um, we will cover. He's been doing a ukulele project, which is is fucking awesome. So we're gonna play one of uh, we're gonna play one of Mikey High Life's uh, ukulele songs. All right, all right, all right, guys. All right, all right. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. I'm Damian Christian. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys on the road. Thanks very much for listening to the pod, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye. And a hound and a pot of gold Two young lovers riding through the night Well the fox she was a beauty queen Prettiest thing that he'd ever seen And the hound he fell in love at first sight Well the fox moved away and the hound was down And he swore to himself that she had to be found He just couldn't wait to see her face again the hound hopped on his motorbike and he headed east toward a lovely life. And when he found her, this is what he said. Darling, hold tight. It'll be a cold night down in hell when I let you go. And if you choose me, you'll never lose me. We'll ride forever down this road. Well, the fox just smiled but she hopped on the back. She said, take me far, darling, take me fast. I ain't seen them again since that day. And the hound just grinned as he hit the gas. And the next thing you know, they was hauling ass. And went west and north, west and north again. And as they rode off through the night, it got dark and it got light. And the fox, she held the hound real tight. Somewhere on that long dark ride She had him stop and pull to the side She looked him right square in the eyes And said Darling, hold tight It'll be a cold night Down in hell When I let you go And if you choose me You'll never lose me We'll ride 
starry night If you look up north, you can see their light It's a purple one in a clear night sky Some folks call it the northern lights But I know better, it's probably a fight See the fox and the hound, they just ain't quite right True love without fire and magic Maybe sometimes it gets a little bit tragic The fox and the hound They always bring it back around See the fox will smile And she'll look in his eyes And she'll say what she said On that long dark ride And the hound will come right down When he hears Darling hold tight It'll be a cold night Down in hell When I let you go And if you choose me Never lose me We'll ride forever Down this road Darling Hold tight It'll be a cold night Down in hell When I let you go And if you choose me You'll never lose me We'll ride forever Down this road Listening to a mutiny transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 